Hi everybody, can you believe it's the next episode on my podcast, The Creativity Movement. Today I spoke to the wonderful Mairead Carroll. She is a writer, she is a singer, she is a poet and she's also a fiddle player. This episode is raw, it's beautiful and it is so inspiring. There are a few glitches along the way, I won't lie, down to internet and the times we're living in. But if you can bear with it, I can promise you a really beautiful episode. Enjoy. Hi, Mairead. Hello, Vivian. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for... Uh, for the call, for the call, I'm delighted to be here chatting. Oh, I'm so happy! When I was telling a couple of people that you were uh, coming on in my next podcast, there was great excitement. Oh, oh look, it, sure. I miss everyone. It's I think the last time we met was outside Centra, planning a cup of coffee months ago. So look, here we are, nearly a year later. Here we are. I'm actually at the moment sitting in a hot press <laughs> because. <laughs> well, <laughs> This room I've chosen so that you can hear me okay anyway. I can hear you perfect. Well, look, thanks so much for agreeing to come on to the podcast. I'm so happy sure. you said yes. Oh, no, I'm delighted. And you know what, you're the chat with you when I meet you in, in Kildare. And look, it used to be a cup of coffee maybe in the square. But look, at, you know, now we have to make do with the phone now or... You know. have to make do with the phone and, you know, catch up and everything, you know, that's the way life is at the moment. It really is. It's just crazy times, isn't it? I know, I know. But listen, Maraid, um, one of the reasons, obviously, I wanted you on is, uh, first of all, you are a fellow poet. Um, I will put you up higher than me. <laughs> but, Not uh, at all. I love your Look, I am an emerging poet like yourself. Um the poetry certainly has been, um, I suppose, uh, you know, it's a way, a comfort for me, really, you know, writing poetry the last year. It's, uh, yeah. it's just a way of expressing, isn't it? Like, what's going on? Oh, it is. It is. And I mean, I suppose a lot of your poetry, I mean, would go down the whole, you're a psychotherapist as well. Um, yeah. W- would you write poetry, you know, with that being in mind as well? Well, I, I'll tell you a little bit about when I started, you know, I always loved English in school, but um, when I started studying psychotherapy, I used to use poetry as my way of journaling. So, you know, during the different modules. And um, so I'd okay. always add in a poem, even in, in my essays and even in the dissertation at the end. And it's just the way I write. So I suppose rather just the way I write kind of easily. In, in a natural way so like when my brother um he was sick over the years and um like that he you know he was 13 when he died but I used to write poetry around that oh, time sorry, as well because in a way yeah John he was sick and nearly all his life with a brain tumor but he died the year got married so I suppose you know I remember writing a poem the night before he died and it was just always my way of you know, just dealing with things that I wasn't, you know, sure of or just trying to figure things out if I was questioning things. So, but I always did it for myself up until a few years ago. So like that, um, poetry 
it's just always been kind of my way of just yeah I think it is with a lot of poets isn't it what's that it is with a lot of people who fall into poetry it's coming from um a place of pain or a place of joy and it it makes you feel so much better Absolutely. Look, I look. I tend. To, I've been writing a lot of poetry recently when I'm meant to be doing housework. So I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Even I find when I'm running, when I go for a run like that, I might see something in the sky, and it might trigger a thought. Or I find the exercises another great way to kind of get thoughts going. Yeah, it's know. releasing the endorphins, isn't it? What's that? It's releasing the endorphins. So as you're yeah. running or walking, you're getting absolutely. a little bit of excitement. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, you know, absolutely. You know, I'm finding that that you know when I get home, then if I saw something out while I was out for a jog, that maybe that might be something, you know, that would end up being in the poem, or you know, it could be just a little interaction that you'd see between a mother and a child, or just something special or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I didn't think I thought so. I don't think I'm too crazy. So because my poetry, I could be listening to a conversation or watching a movie and I'd hear a sentence and Absolutely. all of a sudden go, oh, my God, I have a poem. <laughs> I know it comes in, you know, the most bizarre way, like, you know, no words or even for music, I feel a note is ever wasted. Like, you know, you might write something down or see something. It could be just that one word could trigger you know, and, yeah, and it's really interesting. I find the tears having a cry. You know, you kind of they can find <laughs> their ways into your poems. Is that? Yeah. No, so, oh, I have. Yeah. yeah, I've written poems and I've been sobbing my heart out. I'm going, oh my god, am I crazy? Or no, is do this... you know what? I do that all the time. That's a good sign of a good poem, and I think it's really for me. It's healing. It's the process of writing it. You know, you're doing it for yourself and it's sitting with that blank page and you don't know what's going to come out. But I think it's in your, you know, your subconscious, just letting things flow. And, you know, and you, yeah. And have you published it all, Mairead? I, um, uh, any poems or um, are you looking to go down that road? I am in time. Um, look, I had plans to write a book there in December. And I've just, I'm just holding off for the moment because I'm not really sure, you know, I have plans to write a book in the self-help kind of genre. And um, look, the poems are just coming actually. So yeah, I would love to publish um, a book of my poems. And I suppose I'm still trying to find my voice within that. And I've started writing a few songs as well. So I'm just kind of getting up every day, looking after the kids, the homeschooling, looking after my work. Yes. And then I'm just following kind of what feels right. So I, you know, it's still kind of opening up. I'm not really sure what direction it's going to go in yet, but I'm enjoying it. Put it that way, that see what happens. I'd love to bring the poetry and music together along with my psychotherapy work and what I've learned and just kind of bring everything together, you know, in that way. Yeah, and I see on Instagram, you're amazing. We go to the music now. I mean, you've started to do lives. I think it's such a brave thing (laughs) to do. I mean... I will not go in front of a camera. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny how like that, you know, you say that about me, but I, I would kind of look at you doing the podcast and doing your lovely postcards and putting, I think you're amazing. I think we're all finding some elements of the creative process difficult. Like for me, more technology would be my kind of area like that. I've been just yeah, up for a home recording 
um, Academy course online. So it's not me. So I'm definitely having to go comfort zone. So, you know, I suppose we all have to work on some part, you know, performing or, you know, like I said, getting up in front of people playing a tune, but I would find, you know, setting up my own podcast, you know, a bit more taunting. So I think, yeah, you know, yeah. I think once you do, but well, I think you're very brave. It, it's funny how people are so different because yeah. I don't mind doing the podcast because I'm, it's only my voice, so I'm hiding everything else. You're whereas you are literally putting yourself book. forward. Oh, well, maybe better out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know what I mean. I'm always thinking of something, and you're always thinking of something. Yeah. And it's a brilliant way to be. And with, the, with regard to the thinking, video, I think if you're into writing or into art or photography, you're always looking for that photograph, aren't you? Like that poem. Always. That would start with that. Yeah, always <laughs> looking for something. And with the fiddle playing, Maraid, how long have you been playing the fiddle? Well, I'm playing the fiddle. I think that's when I got to know you first, really, really when you were playing the fiddling. Say that again? The Raggle Taggle Gypsies. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think that's the first time I ever saw yes. you. I started playing with them. I remember going into Lil's once in that great session and with Pat Waters and Mick Dunn, God love him, and... He sadly passed on, and you know, Steve McGrath, nice. and we used to have just so they are, you know, and and that. So, from about 18, I took to off. So, that was, um, that was great crack. I used to play with them and gig around with them, and I kind of got into more of the tunes. Like, um, so I started going to the Willie Clancy week, and I've been playing traditional music, um, all the way along. And in recent years, I've been playing with a few local lads, um. Paddy McCarty there and um, also Mick and Kevin Dunn. So and local gigs there in Silken and I've been playing in Hayden's and in Nace there. Third Set Main had a session going there for a couple of years. You know, gigs, music, that's been pretty much um, a big part of my life. So really missing that side of things, missing the of course. music. The yeah, the interaction. Yeah, and like I suppose the poetry has only come really in recent times I actually joined a writing group that's where we met again in recent times with Mary that's right yeah yeah that's right and I suppose yeah so I really kind of got you know right um in that writing group with Miriam and she's great to encourage you know uh, us all as well so and I suppose the last few years really you know it's just kind of become stronger and when Covid hit I suppose that's when I had time that I never had before you know, to of course. be with myself and um, I started writing more and then I started putting things up on Instagram because I remember one of the last times I met you, you you had started the Instagram and I, I happened, you know, didn't know what to do with it. So oh yeah, I started reading the poetry out loud as well. Absolutely, <laughs> so it's all a whole new world and I never really was on social media up until the last year so I'm still learning how to work it and um, yeah, but I find it's a really positive place for poetry absolutely and I mean when did you were you very young when you started um playing the fiddle or did it come late in life no, I was 18 I was late enough um I went to Maura Heinen okay. a great fiddle player there Um, I went to her for a few lessons and went to a few different people then um over the years for a few more lessons and yeah and I've only been singing 
since I turned 40. So singing is completely new for me. Oh, it's only recent yeah, you started recently, singing? Yeah, going to oh, wow. Lessons. I remember my daughter was going to a girl and she had a free space and I got a message and I went, you know what, I'd like to give that a go. And uh, like I remember, you know, sometimes when you start something you knew late later in life you're like a bit shy about it and I yeah. didn't have confidence and it took me like weeks and months to even learn the lyrics of a song I was so like nervous about you know singing in public and now I'm loving it so it's like oh my god Marie, you've come such a long way yeah well I suppose like you know just the more you do something and um, the more comfortable you get and I think having this time where I haven't been really you know, out there doing it in, in the comfort of my own home, I suppose maybe that's had a few advantages to help. I think we've all been stripped back, you know, that we're kind of forced. We have, like, yeah, we have. You know, like, um, it's not ideal. Like for me, I love having, I just love being with people and, you know, having musicians beside me. But it's nearly a year later, so that's why I'm studying the home recording because I just want to be able to, maybe play with other musicians that way or you know so we're kind of all Absolutely, yeah. like we're you know out of our comfort zone I'd prefer to be going to Squires or Cunningham's and playing a few tunes rather than sitting with my phone here in my wardrobe like yourself um, <laughs> you know, <when> you're, <laughs> yeah, I know. looking into a phone and you're you know but the thing is it's lovely having that connection like it's better than not having it but it, you know I do just it be is. with like people and just play the few tunes, sing a few songs. But look, yeah, it's like on my last podcast, I was speaking to Gon Sulahan, oh, and he was saying, you know, just getting it. back to, oh, he was brilliant, just getting back to the live audience. Like as he said, he doesn't want to be playing behind chicken wire or anything because you can't really feel the live music. And I'd, I'd say it's the same for you guys because you'd all sit in a huddle and it, you know, in the corner of Squires. And it was just brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, even like when you see like sessions on the telly now, you go, oh my gosh. Or I look back on photographs um, and seeing us all squished in <laughs> half in the crack. Different world. But, you know, it just feels there. abnormal, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you know what? I like to picture that things will come back to that. That's what keeps me going. Oh, absolutely. I, I do believe things will turn around and, and they'll be different. But do you find now that, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I suppose with regard to your psychotherapy, that people's attitudes have changed really for the good. I'm I'm hoping they have. Oh, hopefully. I think everyone's just trying to survive and manage, you know, the day to day at the moment. But I think when we come out of all this, like, you know, even, you know, being able to meet someone at a distance with a cup of coffee in your hand, just to see people. I think it's just, you know, you really kind of appreciate just the, your friendships and, you know, the people that you have, you know, just the simple things. Um, and I think regarding creativity I'd say a lot of people have discovered or rediscovered what they were good at as a child or maybe they're reflecting on on things that maybe aren't working so well and you know prioritizing things a little bit more but that was and not sweating the small stuff yeah like you know look I think it's a hard time on everyone and you know I don't think anyone has is escaping it's affecting everyone in different ways but I am I think when we come out of it you know it'll 
that'll help us. Like, you know, we've had to dig deep um, in our own resilience and trying to keep positive and all that. So that's going to stand to us in time. But it might take a little while to feel Absolutely. that, you know, but... Yeah, well, I have to admit now, and I'd openly admitted uh, that I have suffered, you know, a little bit of anxiety oh, through all this. And, you know, to be honest. thankfully, writing, I think yeah, writing has reaction to a very difficult situation. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it is, yeah. you don't think you have the anxiety, but you do have it. Oh, I think everybody has it. It's not nice. It's, it's you not know. a nice feeling. And you know, I think it, it's that low grade of anxiety that's been building for months. And I know for myself, come up to Christmas and my work, everyone is, you know, looking forward to seeing their granny or, you know, that heightened, just wanting to get to Christmas. And I suppose when we got to Christmas then, things, you know, the numbers had crept up so much. And, you know, even um, a very close friend of mine's mom passed away and just not being able to, you know, grief and not being able to help out people the way you'd normally be able to help people or even for me not being able to work on a one-to-one with the kids and it's just like you know that collective grief that's you know even yes, you know, before yeah. Christmas with the elections in America like you know, there's so much going oh my god it was all crazy yeah. stuff wasn't it <laughs> it was something like out of a, a Disney movie I don't know it was just yeah, crazy and, stuff you know it is anxiety like you know even the doctors like you know, talking to the doctors and other psychotherapists and you know, and everyone's feeling it. I think what we're all missing is our outlets. So we normally do our we do our housework. It's normal, but I think because we're only doing that or we're only doing our housework, we don't have that, you know, balance or normal outlets like to go out for a meal with friends or to for me to play my gigs. So you don't have that energizing kinda good kind of um thing to balance off the rest of the work or the as you say the anxiety yeah. and yeah so I find yeah, but we have to stay positive meditating is great meditation yeah. is a great thing getting out yeah. into nature you do all those things but I think you know it's just the reality is it's been a hard year at this stage you know for everybody despite acknowledging it, it has yeah and we have to try and find a bit of positivity and everything because like anybody I've spoken to, you know, they, they really have found some, you know, positive thing to oh, do. Absolutely. If it's just painting, if it's just gardening, well, gardening, not at the moment, but they've just found some outlet, yeah, haven't absolutely. they? absolutely. And even like, you know, I was speaking to one or two people just like in Little where you only meet people now, um, you know, if there were maybe they're getting time to you know play the guitar like they hadn't for years you know like I know financially you know people have been hit and whatever but having that time to really kind of do things that you enjoy and maybe maybe reimagine or re-look at how you work or um, there's lots of silver linings I think you know Uh, there is and I mean I think with the postcards that I hard way to find the silver linings but you know you have to I suppose to rise above it some way and try yeah you have to and I mean that's why I said with the postcards you know it's it's trying to get people back writing again because there's nothing as nice as receiving something in the post uh, rather than a text I know text is lovely but just to get something handwritten such a 
thought and so positive and I was even um, listening to someone on the radio there talking about that you know just to brighten up people's day and it's really about doing the small things and I suppose really doing what you can do because I think for like me as a mother and I know um, friends and family you can just I suppose you have to mind yourself and you do what you can do and do it a heart and a half so I suppose it's as you say minding your own mental health number one and looking after your family and then whatever energy or whatever you can do for someone else on a particular day just to kind of that's why I like oh, doing the posts on right. Instagram it's my way of being able to share something that's not affecting that's kind of helping me it me so if other people enjoy it you know that makes me so happy so it's, and it's doing it that I can this is what I can actually do you know yeah it's giving something back really I mean your talent is giving something back as well well I hope so like yourself it's you know you're sharing something you know positive you know you're not adding a layer of upsetting anyone or you're you know what you're doing is you're doing it from a good place and I think that's you know that's all we can do at this time is to as long as I'm not annoying anybody they go oh my god here she goes again (laughs) oh sure look you know we're always going to annoy someone you know because you know (laughs) I'm definitely not everyone's cup of tea and you know oh me neither me neither I've heard my poetry or or they would know what I'd be up to like (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> like you have, but you know what? I'm probably on Karen now at this stage. I mean, you know, as I, I said to a good friend of mine, I was going, oh, my God, I have another podcast. I have another poem and I'm going to put it up and people are going to go, oh, for God's sake. And then as she said to me, look, Vivian, if they don't like it, they can keep scrolling. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're dead right. <laughs> so you know, I'd say if my husband read half the poems, I'd <laughs> <laughs> he's better off not Maria, no, when you're a poet like when you're a writer like you know it, it just brings you into another place and you know what I'm into and what you're into like even my poetry like I mean I've never gone I've never learned how to write a poem like I just write and it's just my way and you get to a certain age in your life you just do it and you know you do it yourself yeah absolutely it's the way it's it. you know, I'm not looking for any awards or anything I'm just doing it to kind of help me feel kind of you know it to be me and I think as a psychotherapist and you know for anyone like I just love when someone can just be themselves and be open and be relaxed around me or even to look at what their dreams are or you know and I think that's really it's if you can be yourself in whatever way that is you know you're living your true kind of life you know you're being and none of us are perfect and you know but it's it's, and there's great freedom in that and I think if you can just you know do what you really want to do and let it go and I think with poetry it's about and even with the live or with it's just about okay this is me there you go a minute because you know you write the poem and you let it go and you move on and if someone something when your poetry is beautiful what's that I said your poetry is beautiful I mean reading it it's just it takes you off into another place and would you have a poem um, handy there to maybe recite I do I have one here and it's called Faith and I suppose for me COVID has really brought up grief um, for my own brother I'm not sure if you feel the same um, Vivian in that I think what yeah. happened, what has happened is like all the busyness and it got peeled away and our usual outlet. So we were left with ourselves a lot longer than we were ever used to. So for me, grief came up and I thought I had cried all the tears, but it just came up strong. And that's, 
you know, and this poem came about when I was hoovering. <laughs> I was okay. But anyway, you know, when a poem comes to you, you kind of go, and I was actually practicing singing a hymn for actually um, John uh, and Val, Val's mommy passed and they asked me, could I sing at the funeral? So I was kind of practicing a hymn and okay. um, how great they were. So it is that mixture of, you know, missing the music um, the loss of my brother connecting to that and doing housework for the, you know, and imagining yeah, just being out and you know. So it is a little bit of a mixture this one and is is called Faith. So I will sing at the end. Okay. Yeah. Will I share it with you? Great. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead there, Mairead. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Standing in my bathroom, holding the Hoover as a microphone. I see my reflection as I sing. How great thou art. While the pile of washing sits untouched since the day before, singing across the unhoovered floor, I imagine a stage beneath my feet and audiences tapping to the beat of carefree tunes and stories of courage and change. My heart longs for moments of forgetting COVID's creeping virusy hands you can't touch. Hugs are elbowed awkwardly with toe taps, but it's hugs I want. A tear comes in my prayers to my long-lost brother John. I question my faith in God above, singing still. How great thou art. That deep knowing that God is good and not to lose heart. I hear a rattle sound. A robin has flown in and out again. On discovering him, I think birds of a feather stick together. I thank God and John for rekindling my faith that love lost from earth is an unseen trust that love is safe in the sky. Love survives death. It enters borders and continents. It lies in the world's dusty old books of poets. Perfectly between the covers unopened. Love is shared. Like social media feeds and fall fields in playgrounds and boxing rings and beaches, reminding us that love is everything on. Love overcomes fear and letting go and trusting that we are not alone. Oh, Lord, God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the world thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe is played. Then sings my soul, my Saviour God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, 
my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Oh, Marie, that was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. You. That was absolutely beautiful. Oh. I'm literally, uh, my tears oh. flowing here. <laughs> Thank God I'm not in front of the camera Thank now. That was absolutely so beautiful. Marie, thanks for finishing off the beautiful podcast with your beautiful poem oh, and your beautiful you. voice. And you're such a oh, fabulous person. Like Marie. yourself. And look, we're um, all just doing it. Isn't that it? We are, we are. And look at Mairead, we'll catch up soon and um, hopefully we'll be able to sit and talk about... Yeah. Listen, Mairead, thank you oh, so you're much so again. And, can't... and thank you and I'll talk Take to care. you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mairead. Bye. Bye.